Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mid-East Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Does it ever feel like the trials you're going through are beyond you? Today, Pastor J.D. reminds us that trials in this life are certain, but that doesn't mean you go through them alone. If there's something you're being tested in, remember that God has allowed it because He wants you to rely on His strength rather than your own. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update, as shared on October 31st, 2021. Today's update is a message of hope. (laughs) And this hope is despite the potential for our lives as Christians to become increasingly more difficult, as it seems it even now is for many. And the reason we can have this hope, this blessed hope, is because Jesus promised He's coming back. He promised us that. And He's given us His Word. And God cannot go back on His Word. It's impossible. He said He's going to come back. And not only is He going to come back, He's going to come back very soon. You could do that. How do you know? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. (laughs) You asked, right? We know this by virtue of the prophetic signs that are increasing in frequency the closer we get. You know how it is when you're on the road, and you're driving to your destination, the closer you get to your destination, the more frequent the signs are. And that's exactly what's happening now. Uh, This world is not our home, not our final destination. Our final destination is heaven in the rapture. And the closer we get to the rapture, the more frequent the signs. Like with the church in Philadelphia, who kept God's Word and didn't deny His name, we, with this hope, can endure patiently and hold on. And that's what I want to talk about today. Just hold on. Not much longer. Jesus is coming. Yeah, but it's, it's getting really hard. I know but just hold on. Yeah, but I mean, it's getting really bad. I know. Just hold on. Jesus is coming sooner than any of us, I believe, can possibly imagine. I want to draw your attention 
to Revelation chapter 3 and verses 10 and 11. There's something here that, I mean, you know how it is when you're reading God's Word and it's a passage that you've read so many times before, and for me it's a passage I've taught so many times before, but then there's that one time when something just kind of leaps off the page of your Bible, or let's bring it into more modern terms, the screen on your device, and just kind of, I mean, you've, you've seen it, you know it, but it just for some reason this time gets your attention. And there's something I want to draw your attention to in these two verses. Listen to what Jesus has John, by the Holy Spirit, right to this church, the Church of Philadelphia, at the time in Asia Minor, we know it today as modern day Turkey, believed to be about the year 95 AD. It's one of these seven churches that Jesus has John write these letters to. And listen to what he says to this church. Verse 10, since you have kept my command, hang on to that word. I want to come back to that word. Since you have kept my command to endure patiently, I will also keep you from the hour of trial or tribulation, same word, that is going to come on the whole world to test the inhabitants of the earth. And then he says this, verse 11, I am coming soon. Hold on to what you have, so that no one will take your crown. The Apostle Peter, chapter 1, beginning in verse 6, says this, In all this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith, of greater worth than gold, which perishes, even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Can't wait. Oh, hold on, you're going to have to suffer a little while longer. But when He comes, it will result in praise, in glory, and in honor. Romans chapter 8, one of my favorite chapters in all of the Bible. Why are you laughing? Because <laughs> all of the chapters are my favorite chapters in all of the Bible, but particularly Romans 8. Beginning in verse 16, the Apostle Paul, writing to the church in Rome, says, The Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God, and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share, listen, in His sufferings, 
in order that we may also share in His glory. And then he says this, I consider, some of your translations have more of a southern feel to it, I reckon, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. You've got John, you got Peter, and then you have Paul. I mean, they're all saying basically the same thing. Yeah, in this world, Jesus said, John 16, 33, you will have tribulation, you will have trials. I wish it didn't say it like that. I wish it was more like, in this world, there's a good possibility, there's a chance you might, you know, have difficulty. But no, Jesus said, you will. I tried to look up that word will in the original language, and you know what it says? <laughs> will. So you will have <laughs> trials, tribulations, difficulties. Through much tribulation, the book of Acts tells us, you will enter the kingdom of heaven. We are going to suffer. We are going to go through trials. It is going to be difficult, but just hold on, because Jesus is coming soon. And a little while longer, though you've had to go through what you're going through, just a little while longer, and then when, not if, when Jesus comes, I don't have any words, so I'm just going to do the oh. <laughs> Now I realize for some, the rapture cannot happen soon enough. And truth be made known, and the Lord knows your heart. Many today, with everything that's going on, are barely hanging on by a thread. However, the word of the Lord and the word from the Lord is a command. We need to talk about this word command. Because at first read, when you hear, oh, it's a command? Uh-oh. I'm being commanded to endure patiently. I need to obey this command. And so at first it's almost seen as a bad thing, but I would submit that it's actually a very good thing, and I'll explain why. God will never command us to do anything unless He also enables us to obey the command that He's commanded us. So this brings it up to a whole new level. In fact, we really should be thankful it's a command because it comes packaged with the power of the Holy Spirit to obey that command. God cannot command us to do something without also enabling us to do what He's commanded us to do. I sure hope you got that, because I don't know if I can say that again. <laughs> Let me try to approach this in another way, and I need to emphasize and underscore and highlight this because it's going to be germane to our understanding of what we're going to see today. 
It is a command from God to patiently, okay, we got a problem right there. (laughs) Patiently, yeah. It's a command. I'm not very patient. Maybe you're patient. I'm not patient. I'm impatient. No, this is a command to patiently endure. Endure patiently. Okay, I'm being commanded? Yeah. Okay, Lord, um, I want to obey the command, so you're going to have to help me. And the Lord says, okay, I'm going to give you the how of the Holy Spirit to obey the what of the Holy Word. I'm going to enable you and empower you to obey this command to endure patiently. See, when you place it under the umbrella of a command, you have now the Holy Spirit's help to obey that command. It's not something we do in and of ourselves in our own strength. It's in the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, I need patience. I need endurance to get through this. You've commanded me to patiently endure. Please, Lord, empower me, enable me, so that I can patiently endure that which I'm going through. You don't think for a second that God isn't going to answer that prayer? Now, it may though (laughs) be for a little while longer that we may have to suffer in all kinds of trials. And it does seem that it's getting worse with each passing day, but everything that we're currently going through, everything that we have the potential to still go through, is not even worth comparing to the glory that awaits us. Let me illustrate it this way. Think of it like this. Our lives are what? Maybe 70 years, 75 years, 80 years, 85 years, whatever. How does that even compare to eternity? Let's just take 70 years, three score and 10. 70 years. Let's say that the entirety of that 70 years is riddled with pain and suffering and trials and difficulty. 70 years compared to eternity. The first 70 years in eternity are going to be gone. The first thousand years in eternity, because there's no measurement of time, because that's what eternity is. It's eternity. (laughs) Again, I know, just really on a roll today with these deeply profound, you know, truths. But Everlasting life is life that lasts forever, and ever, and ever, and ever. So if I've got to suffer for 70 years here, and I'm going to live in glory forever, where there's no more pain, no more suffering, no more death, that alone, no more death, no more cockroaches either, just... None of that. Forever. I get it now. It's not worth comparing. I suppose the question becomes, 
one of how much longer are we to patiently endure what I'll refer to as pre-rapture persecution. While no one knows the day or the hour, what we can know is how close we are to that day and hour. And we can also know how late the hour is in our day. And by the way, God wants us to know. That's why God in His Word has told us in advance what's going to happen before it happens. So when it happens, non-believers will believe and believers will look up knowing their redemption draws nigh. It's for this reason that we're told to watch and be ready because Jesus will come for His church at an hour we expect not, just as the Jewish bridegroom would come as a thief in the night for his bride, and abduct her, snatch her away, catch her away, and take her to that place that He prepared for her in His Father's house, where they would consummate and celebrate their marriage for a period of seven. And then at the end of the seven, haw. Again, I don't have the words, so if you have one, let me know and I'll replace the haw. But the wedding feast of the Lamb. At the end of the seven is the celebration, the wedding feast of the Lamb. I mean, if you could just try in as much as you're able to wrap your mind around the reality and the truth, and it is the truth, that soon and very soon we are going to be sitting at this table with Jesus, at the wedding feast of the Lamb, as His bride by His side. I mean, this is not pie in the sky. I hope there's pie at the feast, but there's not, you know, Sorry, that was, it's been a a long week, just, sorry. (laughs) To me, the prophetic table is already set. And one need look no further than to Bible prophecy to see that it is. Everything's in place, exactly as God's Word said it would be. Namely, that of the aforementioned hour of tribulation that Jesus has John write to the church of Philadelphia that He's going to keep them from because they kept His word and didn't deny His name. This tribulation period that is going to come upon the whole earth And it's prophesied in the book of Revelation, chapters 6 through 19, very graphic, horrific, unspeakable horror during the seven-year tribulation. You'll forgive the oversimplification, but the seven-year tribulation will be marked, pun intended by the way, by a global order under the Antichrist's total control, the whole world, all the inhabitants of the earth. 
And in order for this to happen, I know we talk about it often, but I really want you to think this through with me, okay? Wouldn't it stand to reason that in order for the prophecies foretold of in the book of Revelation concerning the seven-year tribulation to come to pass, that there would have to be this advanced technology in place in order to accomplish that? Technology in the world that was the likes of which the world has never seen in order to accomplish what we're told is going to happen in the seven-year tribulation. Specifically, that there's going to be a technology that is capable of tracking and surveilling every single person on the planet. I mean, that's pretty advanced technology, right? And this technology, this system that is in place has to be so advanced and so sophisticated that they're going to know whether or not you have this in order to buy and sell and go here and go there and do this and do that, because they're going to know. That technology has to be in place. Dare I say that not only is that technology and system in place, it's already being used. And now it's really only a matter of time. By that I mean, and this is the hope, <laughs> we may not have to suffer that much longer, given the fact that this technology described in the book of Revelation, fulfilled in the seven-year tribulation, is already hitting the ground running. That means we're close, right? So that trial you're going through, the difficulty, the suffering, not much longer. <laughs> because my Bible says that this is what's going to happen in the seven-year tribulation. And Jesus is coming to rapture His church before the seven-year tribulation. I mean, does that give you hope? It gives me hope. <laughs> Knowing that we're this close to that means we're even closer to the rapture. I love the illustration. I've used it. I hope I don't overuse it, but since it's that time of the year again, it's the Thanksgiving Christmas illustration, right? You see all the decorations, all the signs for Christmas, which come earlier and earlier every year. Have you noticed this? It's like July. You only have so many days till, you know, Christmas for Christmas shopping. It's July. Can you give me a break. So you see all the signs for Christmas. But Thanksgiving comes before Christmas. So if Christmas is that close, <laughs> Thanksgiving is closer. Thanksgiving's the rapture. And I'm seeing the world all decorated for Christmas. But that means that it's Thanksgiving sooner. The rapture is sooner. Jesus is coming soon. Thanks for joining us for this special Mideast Prophecy Update edition of In Spirit and Truth. We understand how important it is to know what God's Word says, especially in our world today. 
All around us, we see violence and despair running seemingly unchecked. We do what we can to alleviate these crises we encounter, but all the while we know evil is waiting right around the corner. The Bible tells us that Jesus will return one day and finally wipe the enemy's influence from the face of the earth forever. This event is closer than we may think, and it's important to know what to expect. The prophecies we read in the Bible can be confusing, but they do provide us with clues as to what we'll see unfolding in our world as we near the return of our King. Each week in the Mideast Prophecy Update, Pastor J.D. takes a look at the current events happening around the globe and holds them up to the lens of God's Word. He shares what God reveals to him with you each week. This information is not meant to scare you, but rather to inspire you to take the gospel message out into the world. Every person needs to have the chance to meet Jesus before he returns and to know what his love and grace can do for them. These Mid-East Prophecy Updates are available to you on our YouTube channel as well or through our mobile app. Visit InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com to find links to both. Thanks for listening today and be sure to join us for the next update right here on In Spirit and Truth.